A strange meal the disciples would not soon forget. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We are moving on in Luke chapter 22 today. Uh, Today our text will be 14 through 23. And uh, we are now moving into the upper room Passover meal celebration between Jesus and his disciples. Yesterday I mentioned that this would be the last one before Jesus would suffer and pay the death, uh, the, the debt payment for our sin by dying on our behalf. And um, there's uh, some powerful moments in this text. Jesus does some strange things that get their attention that they would not soon forget as they uh, have meal together that night. And um, we'll unpack all of those things shortly as we get into the text. But before we go into the Word, let's go to the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Quiet our hearts, Lord, before you, um, so that whatever is stirring within us, whatever is um, distracting us, whatever is uh, stealing our attention away, might be calmed and might find its rest in you, so that our focus uh, can be uh, centered on you completely, and that we can hear from you and open our hearts to you this day. Father, we want our time in your word to be productive. We want our time in your word to be useful. We want our time in your word to be insightful. Uh, we want this to be a time when we grow. This is our a daily appointment with God, and we want to make the most of it. And so, Father, we ask that you would teach us through your word today by your Holy Spirit, and we give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is Luke twenty-two fourteen through 23. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, for I tell you I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you, for I tell you I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays him. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. (laughs) Oh, these are powerful words. I've been at some strange dinner parties over the year with a strange mix of people and strange conversation, but this one takes the cake, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. Uh, But the enigmatic ways in which Jesus is speaking at this meal would soon and very soon make a world of sense to his disciples. It's just we're a few uh, chapters, a few acts ahead in the story uh, before all of these things will make sense for them. 
Um, but let's unpack this text and try to glean for what it is. And it has important impact and continues to have important impact on believers across the globe, even today, because of the things that Jesus does in this meal. Um, the first thing is beautiful. In 14 through 16, he has a little conversation with his disciples as they begin uh, to celebrate the Passover meal together. And this is very personal, and I, and I, I don't want any of us to miss how uh, personal these words are. And he's directing them to his disciples, uh, but he's also um, cluing them in to the reality that he's about to suffer and die. And he says, I have eagerly desired to eat this with you before I suffer. He's, um, he's probably in his mind going back over all the amazing times that he and his disciples had together. And, he, and he's been looking forward to this moment because he knew it was an important moment on his journey toward the cross. And he knew that this would be their last one. And so you can feel the emotions of these words. I hope you can feel the emotions of these words. He says, for I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. Um, the next meal he'll have with his beloved people uh, like this will be in the kingdom of God when all of the believers are brought home. And uh, so he's cluing them in to his suffering. He's cluing them in to the fact that he's going to be going back to the Father and uh, that he will not be on earth much longer. He does some interesting things. Next, it says he takes the cup and then he divides it among them and says he won't drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And so again, he's cluing them in that he's going to be leaving. Um, he's cluing them in that this will be their last Passover together. And uh, again, you can feel the weightiness of these words. And I wonder what was going on in the hearts and minds of the disciples as they were hearing Jesus say these things and watching him do these things that night. I imagine they got it. Part of me can picture maybe a little tear stream going down Peter's face or a tear stream um, going down Philip's or some of the others as they're thinking about what all this must mean. Lord, you're talking to us in some funny ways tonight. What are you up to? We'll do Passover again together next year. What are you talking about? And then he does some very interesting things in the next few verses. In verse 19, he took uh, bread from the table and he broke it in half and he gave it to them, offered it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. If you've ever been to church, you know exactly what's going on here. He is instituting the Lord's Supper. And he's modeling for them something that he would have every gathering of believers do for the rest of time in remembrance of his sacrifice. This call to remember is something that, from Jesus' uh, words, is an indication that it was something he expected that the gathered body of believers would do um, when they gathered. And uh, they would uh, break bread and eat of it in remembrance of him. Then in verse 20, it says in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup and he raised this cup of wine and he said, this is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. And again, offered it to them and they received it, I'm sure. And um, we do the same in our celebration of the Lord's Supper, the Eucharist, uh, the remembrance of Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf. 
Um, every church is a little bit different. Some churches do this once a month. Ch- some churches do this every time they gather. Some churches do this every quarter um, because they don't uh, they don't shed too much light on the sacraments too often because they don't want it to lose its power and its and its impact on the people. Um, but some churches have the common practice of doing it every single week, every single time they're gathered for worship. Um, and so I think there's a beauty in that practice. I think there's a beauty in the once a month practice. And I think there's a beauty in the less frequent practice, as long as those partaking are, um, ushered into the moment and truly remembering and truly valuing what Jesus has done for them and for us. The next kind of strange thing Jesus says, and it gets them talking, he says, but the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The son of man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays him. And they're all worried. (laughs) They're all worried, uh, thinking, could it be me? Is it possible that it's me? I don't feel like I would ever do this to Jesus. I love him. I would never want to betray the Lord. I would never want to betray the master. And so a conversation ensues, and they're stirred up. And we're going to leave it there uh, for today. (laughs) My friends, I hope that uh, when you gather with other Christians, you take time to remember and to ponder the great work of Jesus on our behalf. I don't think we can ponder it too much. I don't think we can allow the Spirit to remind us what He's done for us too much. Um, If that message grows old and grows cold within us, uh, we got some big problems. <laughs> uh, this message should always be ripe and uh, should always move our spirits when we consider what the Lord has done for us in dying in our place and then in rising to new life um, with the hope of resurrection extended to each of us because of his victorious Uh, rising over death in the grave. Well, my friends, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to study with us today. And I hope that these words uh, touch your hearts and that God will continue to work in your life through them as you consider them today. God bless.